Losing Banner Podcast. Losing Banner Podcast. Losing Banner Podcast. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Losing Banner Podcast. I am your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, is the legendary Brew Crew. What up, fellas? I was reading this weekend. <laughs> mama, mama. Nah, it's, it doesn't taste like dirt. Uh, my name is Lou Belgium, ladies and gentlemen. I'm wondering, does Delaware have an actual culture? This is the podcast that we talk about beer, but we also talk about a lot of things that's happening in the world, politics, movies, anything really that comes to our mind while we're here, sampling these brews, grab a drink, and pull up a chair. <laughs> Ooh, we love you brews and podcast. Podcast where the topic is the rocking and the brew. Well, that'd be the few. I'm your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, legendary brew crew. What's going on, Lou? Hello, I am here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Uh, this well, is- hello out there. <laughs> Hi, guys. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, so far, so good. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna go as hard and as long as we can. Uh, this is episode you know 225 of Bruising. Banter podcast, and uh, if this is your first time joining us, uh, welcome. Uh, you're in for a good show, and if uh, oh, get a listen or a watch or however you consume your podcast, and um, mm-hmm. and if you're a return listener, hey, I love you. Welcome yeah. back, man. Yeah, I love you. We definitely we cherish we cherish the time we spent together for sure. Uh, absolutely, um, we do have a good good time, but um, speaking of uh, we we cherish you. We are actually um coming up on our five year. Oh, well, we actually technically hit our five year anniversary, but yep. we celebrate. We're having a celebration for it. Yes, it is going down uh, November eleventh, which would be um a few days after this actually drops on on the. I can't the math. I, I wasn't mathing right. <laughs> it's the seventh. This this podcast drops on the seventh. It's the seventh of November, ladies and gentlemen. And on Saturday, November the eleventh, there you go. We're having a live show at Belfont. Belfonte. Yeah, Belfonte. <laughs> at Belfonte. <laughs> yeah. Um, in Mar- on Marsh Road in Wilmington, Delaware, uh, we're gonna have four black brewers uh, pouring their beers. Uh, black Viking Brewing, uh, Soul Mega Brewing, Mac Brewing Company, and Liquid Intrusion Brewing Company. Uh, we'll all be serving up what they have, and uh, we're gonna provide a live show sometime in that little time frame that we got. Right. So, and, uh, like you said, the, and the, the vibes are gonna be curating perfectly, uh, and you can technically get a ticket. Uh, still, you can get, still tickets are still available. You can go to uh, bentnoir dot com and get them. And um, if you are having issues uh, um, purchasing your ticket through Event Noir. Uh, give us a shout, and uh, we'll try to see if we can get that resolved. I think I saw somebody for sure. trying to um, get one, and it, it it blocked it for some reason. I'm not sure why. I don't know. No, we we won't get blocked. So hit us up, and we'll get your ticket for you if you if you need help like that. Right. So it should be a good time to get you a souvenir glass. With this ain't the glass, but and it have the same uh, bruising banner logo on it. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, definitely come through and check us out. It'll be a good time. From six to uh, ten, 
Those glasses are gonna be collector's editions. <laughs> yeah. One day. Lou said he'll sign you, you can, if you if you want him to. <laughs> yep. One day you can say you were there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that belly fonte. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man. All right. Well, uh, we do have. A, like, Without further ado, like I did, like I did, so we do have a uh, good, um, a good show for you, and we have a wonderful guest. So we want to uh, bring her, and she is the um, the force, the driving force behind uh, work for your beer, uh, and. Uh, second day beer, I think that's correct. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, <laughs> it's so easy. And it's not when I see when I see French, right? I'm, I'm out. <laughs> uh, so, uh, without further ado, I want to bring in Mel Fox to the uh, podcast. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, guys. Welcome, for thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you. I, you know what? Yeah. I, and, I, and I said she, but I didn't even ask your pronoun. So do, or do you go? She, her. You're okay. correct. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I make sure I'm always yes. accurate nowadays. I want to make sure I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to t- 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 call anybody out there their name and all that good stuff. So I want to make sure we do that. Uh, well, once again, yeah. I want to thank you uh, for coming on the uh, the podcast. and uh, And, and, um, and uh, talking to us for a uh, an hour or so. I don't know how long it will be, uh, but we'll see. But before yeah. we get into all all that, we always <laughs> like to know what everybody is drinking on. So what are we drinking today? And we always start with our guests. So Mel, what are you drinking on today? Okay. So I'm actually dealing with a stomach ulcer right now. So I'm oh. in like a non-alcoholic kick, which actually timed really well with Sober October. But I'm drinking uh, 1820 Brewing Company's Stand Up and Stout. I haven't poured it yet. I'm actually really excited because this is one of the ones I have not tried yet. Um, But 1820 Brewing is relatively new, and they're all non-alcoholic. But they're owned Mm. by the same folks who own Geary Brewing, which is the oldest brewery in the Northeast, um, I believe, all of the Northeast, if not in that, definitely in Maine. Um, so Geary Brewing, uh, those folks, I went out and met with them, and they started 1820, and they're like, hey, do you want to try these NA brews? And I was like, absolutely, I do. Um, and so they've got a really good variety, but uh, it's starting to become stop season. It got really chilly in Charlotte this past week, and so I'm like, I just want to stout. Um, and man, non-alcoholic beers now, outside of the like shitty ones that you're used to, they're getting really good. Yeah, um, like, <laughs> it, athletic Brewing does a great job. Yep. Yep. Them. Um, mm-hmm. I try to have them just stocked in my beer fridge no matter what, but they've come in handy uh, this time around. So I'm very excited. It has a lot of head. Like, whoop, yeah. she's, oh, yeah. she's looking pretty. I'm going to let her... Uh, Give her a try there. But what about you guys? What are you guys sipping on? Uh, what you drinking on? I'll go next. Um, from uh, that that I'm so intrigued by non-alcoholic and like vegan stuff. Like it's just it's it's fascinating to me. Well, um, it's a different way to brew. Like you need. Yeah, to I feel like that's yeah. Like it's a whole nother. It's a you you're not brewing the same way at at all. Yeah, because yeah. you're looking for fermentation in an alcoholic beer. You're looking for ABV. You're yeah. just looking for basically taste similar to alcohol and stout for what you're drinking right now, yep. which is kind of like a whole different science. 
Yeah. I, pre- I, I appreciate that. Cheers, cheers yeah. to the non-alcoholics hey. out there that are still drinking beer. Yeah, I had an athletic beer, uh, brewing um, beer that was a stout too. And I was like, oh, this is this is uh, pretty pretty good. I was surprised. Yeah. Would you, rec- would you recommend a non-alcoholic beer to a recovering alcoholic? I don't know. I Is that like a fine line? Are we on the fence there? Probably. Yeah, I think that can probably end up being a slippery slope. But I do feel like, I mean, the non-alcoholic stuff, it could be like, hey, I'm just not feeling booze today or I'm recovering right. or, hey, like I need something that's just like, I want to be going out and I want to be social, but like I have to drive home and I don't want to risk it. Like, I feel like there's a lot mm-hmm. of really good use cases for absolutely booze. And I'm yeah. not sure about like, alcoholism and that side of things of how many folks are like oh i can still have this and it feels like i'm like i think it's probably dependent on the person i feel like it's individual to every every person every case i wouldn't as i said it i definitely don't think i would recommend it yeah but it is it clearly has i mean it's less than 0.5 percent of alcohol it's very similar to kombucha in that sense where it's like Mm -hmm. hey it might have trace like components of it but yeah listerine has alcohol in it yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. Listerine, I think, has more than 0.5% or whatever you just said now. Hopefully you're not drinking it, though, you know? Yeah, I mean, the, the people <laughs> that are, are are hard up for alcohol. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> that, that's what I was saying. Because <laughs> Listerine is gross. Listerine is I disgusting. Say, I hope you're not chugging that. <laughs> uh, no. But yeah, um, this is good we, we went uh, a couple months back, we went to this thing called Barrel and Flow. Yeah, um, and they had a festival, and mm-hmm. I was able to procure some of their cans, and I got a can from Love City. Did a collaboration with Alternative Blacks podcast, and uh, they did this uh, Grand Hatton Flash. That's what the can looks like here. Oh. I'm gonna read the back real quick. It says, "Uh, beer with orange and plum, aged in oak. A collaboration beer inspired by the flavors of Manhattan cocktail. Love City Brewing and Alternative Blacks podcast came together to blue- brew." This delicious blend made with fresh orange juice and zest, plum juice and aged oak spirals. It's um, it's delicious. It's really boozy. This is what it looks like. And uh, I don't think this is Love City, but it says love on it. So yeah, don't worry. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You don't have to be correct. We don't have to fact check right on the spot. But uh, this that it was everybody because it was uh. The Philadelphia location brewery. So you good? He still said it. He still said Did it. Did you say what the ABV was on that? I'm about. I'm getting there. I'm getting okay. there because That's earlier crazy. before we came on the show, you asked us how our day went. And I said, ah, my day started out kind of shitty, and I grabbed this beer not knowing um, that it was going to pet me up. It's a 10.7 uh, okay. ABV uh, with those uh, oak spiral barrels. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very high in ABV. Thank you for the 10.7% per, 10. today. I'm going to need it. Um, but yeah, this was really, really good. It was a good collaboration by them. I remember tasting it there. I don't remember it being this boozy. Um, but yeah, cheers, man. Pass me another. And I'm only only another in states like I am in today. Yeah. But you shouldn't have more than one of these. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, got a boozy I was going to say, I'm so. always intrigued by the like like cocktail inspired beers because yeah. I feel like a lot of the times they end up being boozier. Boozy. Yeah. It's, it's Manhattan. Like I definitely, yep. I definitely yep. feel what's it whiskey or bourbon what, that, that they put in a Manhattan. I definitely feel that 
in there. I'm inspired by that. And I the um to speak about I don't taste really the plum, but I'm not sure what plum juice uh tastes like. But shout out to Hannah because she's a member of Love City. Um and she loves plums. Um and I love plums, but I didn't get the plum taste. I did get the orange juice and the orange zest a lot in that though. So again, cheers. Pass me another, guys. Shout out to alternative blacks as well. All right. <laughs> Rob G, yes, what are you drinking on? I'm actually drinking something from uh Kent Falls. Uh, out of uh, Kent, <laughs> Connecticut, <laughs> it is the Holland. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called Kent Falls, and it's it's, uh, it's called the Hollows. It's a Pilsner. Um, I like that can. It's five uh, percent. Yeah, that's cool. Five percent ABV. It's a uh, uh, not too not too heavy. It's a nice Pilsner uh, made with Northwest grown Endeavor barley malt. Uh, there it is in the, in the glass. There you go. It's a, it's mm. a nice. Crisp uh, Pilsner, uh, something easy, something easy drinking, crushable. Have a, have a couple of them. Um, I had a little bit of it uh, when I went to a change in the air uh, last last Saturday. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I was like, hey, let me uh, have some more. <laughs> so uh, here it is, and um, yeah, it's definitely a good brew. And it was a uh, uh, so I'm definitely gonna say, uh, pass me another. Rock, rock. Yeah. You did say you did say pass me another, and you always say pilsners. And Mel, I want to see if you agree with this. Pilsners are a great introduction to the brewery. If they if you taste their pilsner and it's good, their brewery is pretty much you could taste their sour, you could dry a stout there, or what have you. Uh, is that is that yeah. holding up to the um? Is that holding up to it with that that particular beer that you're drinking, Rob? Yeah, and it's actually kind of funny because I don't know if it may be the uh, I'm not too familiar with the uh, Northwest Endeavor grown malt, but it has a <laughs> Almost a smoky, a smokiness to this mm. malt. So I wonder if it, well, to the beer. So I wonder if that malt is the reason for it. Is it the malt or for smoke? Or, or did it just? Oh, mm. So oh. it's a different type of it's a different type of pilsner, and you're not sure if it's the malt or if they did something else. Well, no, it's it's a pils- It's definitely a pilsner, but there's some smoky back end. Okay. And I don't know if that's because of uh, the malt. So I gotta look look and see. Maybe it is. Maybe it's a, a more nuttier, smokier flavor, or they just might have. Roasted it a little, a little too much. I don't know. <laughs> and Mel, do you do you subscribe to that? Going to a brewery if their pilsner's good, their brewery's good. Yeah, I think that's like a very common uh, first step for a lot of people in the brewing industry. Is like, hey, let me try either a lager or a pilsner and get a feel for kind of what you got going on here. Um, mm. And I think also most people in the brewing scene also just really love that style. Like, it's like, give me a good beer flavored yeah. beer. And like, if it's good, I'm going to probably like the other things that they have. I like, I like that answer better. I like that answer better. Like, I think you're right. Pilsner, like 90% of beer drinkers enjoy a Pilsner, like a couple times a year. You know what I mean? Where other people like, oh, I don't like stouts. I don't like sours. I don't like IPAs. But every nobody says I don't like Pilsner. So yeah. I like that answer better than it shows how good their brewery is. It's just like, oh, give me the pills. And if it's good, we're in there. Well, and like a craft beer flavored beer, like it, it, if you meet the people who are like, I don't like beer, it's probably because they've had really crappy beer and they just associate like beer flavored beer to Natty Light, right? right. And yes. like, yeah. if you get a Absolutely. good craft beer flavored beer, like it's it's a different game. <laughs> So, yeah, you know. yeah. I always say if you if you don't like 
the craft of it. You just maybe not like the the taste of beer, but there's so many different versions and varieties. The mm-hmm. spectrum so broad. We'll just spend spend twenty beers with me, and we'll find one. Yeah. You're gonna like one. You're gonna like one, and you'll go in that direction, and then go in that direction because yeah. it's like there. It's like forty styles. Right, I got you. You know what I mean? And then within the styles, it's all these adjuncts and all that stuff. So it's just like, yeah, give me, give me a chance. I'll, yeah. I'll make you a believer. But you can't do it with, uh, can't do it with three beers. That's not, you. can't be out on three beers. Right, yeah. Especially if they're out. Especially if they were like, like Natty Ice and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Right. So you're out if you never had anything other than that. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah, if people love Natty Ice, but those folks who. Who got turned off? Who don't? Yeah, because yeah. of Natty Ice and the and the like. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Give it a try. Um, all right. Uh, well, it's looking like everybody has um, some good beer, so it's uh, time for the uh, I guess the, the second part of the show to begin. And we want to know all about uh, who Mel Fox is, how you got into beer, what work for your beer is, and uh, all the good stuff. So, without further ado, want to welcome Mel back to the, to the podcast and give it a round of applause. And. Uh, as they say, uh, the floor is yours. Yeah, so um, we'll start with uh, work for your beer because that's what I am most known for in the beer space. Um, I started work for your beer back in 2016. Uh, we actually turned seven years old this year, which is very exciting. Um, and the reason we started was because my co-founder, Alicia, and myself, we were in Charlotte and we were trying to make friends. And uh, there wasn't really like a good way to do that. And we saw that one of the local breweries, Old Mecklenburg, was having a beer yoga class. Um, and so we went and there were probably, at this point in time, OMB would have like 250 to 500 people show up for beer yoga every week. Wow. And so we met some folks there. I know yeah, it was yeah. a huge event, and I'm really sad because sure. they don't have beer yoga events anymore. But it was such a cool environment to practice in because they have this huge outdoor green space there, and we would practice outside. Um, and we ended up meeting a couple of folks there, and they're like, "Oh, have you gone to uh, this other beer yoga class at Triple C?" And we're like, "No, we should try that one." And so we started uncovering all of these different beer yoga classes across the queen city. And as we did that, we had like kind of like a janky spreadsheet where we were just like documenting like, okay, beer yoga at OMB at 6 PM on Thursdays, $5 comes with a beer. Same thing at triple C different day cost. That's a great deal. Hold on. Yoga and a beer for five bucks. That's a a great deal. I'm going to buy another beer. I'm going to buy another beer. Why would I not go to that? Because it's a yeah, lot. Like it's either a right. free yoga class or a free beer. Or like, Absolutely. Or both. Both or of both. them are cheap. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, um, you're not getting, you're not getting yoga and beer. Like the, yeah. both of them cost more than five bucks. That's exactly. Wow. How much is that now? Is that, is that still $5? So it depends on the brewery. Some breweries will host free yoga um, and it mm. doesn't come with a beer. Some will charge okay. 10 bucks. It comes with a full some of them will do five bucks and it comes with like a taster it totally mm-hmm. depends um, okay. That's okay. Why, literally why we like started work for your beer yeah because that's there was that's so, so many good. of those things happening and we were like first of all this is like a very frugal way to like get a workout in try a new beer and yeah. like meet friends meet and so our slogan ended up being like work out drink beer meet friends because that's like how we started And so we ended up saying like, okay, there's like all these beer yoga classes, like 
like I sent a text message to Alicia that was like business idea. What if we turn this into a website and then we can start mm-hmm. directing other people there because we kept meeting people who also didn't know. The only way to find out about these events like back in 2016 was if you were following the brewery on social media and happened to catch that they have an event happening or mm-hmm. if you're at the brewery and you're in the bathroom and you see a flyer for it. Like literally <laughs> yeah, like there wasn't true. that much marketing around it at the time and so we started doing research around it and we realized it wasn't just beer yoga but there were brewery run clubs and bike and brews that's what i was going to ask yeah i was going to you guys started out with just the yoga but you found through yeah website you found the more but it was just yoga for you and alicia yeah we started just with like the yoga path and then we were Mm -hmm. like oh shoot there's all this other stuff there's brewery boot camps there's like bar at the bar um we ended up basically creating this online directory on workforyourbeer.com that was like every brewery workout class in Charlotte. And if you have like any social anxiety, like Alicia and I did, like we tried to put every single piece of detail that you would need to be successful in going to one of these classes. Like what is the parking situation like? Do they have air conditioning? Is it dog friendly? Is it cash only or do they accept card like we tried to give every single like piece of and we physically went yeah. all of you don't even classes. have to call the brewery you just go on the site you know exactly what you're doing yeah yeah and we went to all those classes so like we showed up at, like at, to when we first started we were at a different place every single day of the week I, i'm a photographer so i was taking photos i was getting mm-hmm. shots of everything like so the website was like a very comprehensive guide to like where you could go and like all the That's details cool needed for it and it blew up in charlotte um which was really fun and so we at one point we had like 15 brand ambassadors we had salespeople working for us who were working with our partnerships like we had a pretty like comprehensive like kind of organization going and alicia and i both have full-time jobs so like i still have a full-time job i don't just do work for your beer um and covid hit in all of the events Mm. (laughs) yeah of course they did and so we were like all right we have to pivot and alicia had just taken work for your beer full-time at that point and so we were like what can we do let's invest more in like our content strategy and focus on content partnerships and do whatever we can in that space while also still like being at the core of who we are. And so we've had really great partners. Like we worked with um, Ortho Carolina here in Charlotte, who was like our wellness subject matter expert. So we would do wellness content, um, focusing on like, you know, the best five uh, yoga poses for lower back pain or like stuff like that, where it's like, hey, like this is relevant to our audience, but not in your traditional like craft beer yoga way. Um, And then we have a, a ton of brewery partners as well. And so we shifted more into beer content, wellness content. And then once travel started opening up again, we kind of morphed into this like beer travel like site as well. And so we've evolved quite a bit since our inception of like who worked for your beer is, but the whole time we've always been having this focus on like balance, right? Like your health is important, but like we also love craft beer. And so it's okay to have your beer and drink it too. was kind of like our little motto there. Like, you're allowed to like indulge in something, but like care about your health. We're never going to be like, you can't drink a beer if you didn't work out. That is not our vibe at all. (laughs) We are very much the type of people that are like, Hey, like work, work hard, play hard. 
Um, and so our whole mantra has always been around like seeking what balance works for you. And like, even right now when I'm like not drinking booze, it's like, I'm living my brand because I'm prioritizing my health and this is the balance that I need right now. And it's like, I can find other options and alternatives that are still in this space. And like, I'll go to a brewery and start, I like hanging out at breweries. Like that's (laughs) my comfort zone. And so like, I'll go to a brewery and I'll be like, what NA options do they have for me? Like some will have like non-alcoholic mocktails. Some will have, um, uh, just regular, like in-house non-alcoholic seltzers. Everyone has kombucha. Uh, so you can always get kombucha. Um, and so it's kind of fun, like uncovering, like what other options they have too, when you're not drinking. So it's like, I'm still supporting the brewery just like in yeah. a right now. Yeah. Just, just you saying that we've had probably, oh, we probably interviewed over a hundred different people. And I think you're the only one that's spoken of something other than athletic for non-alcoholic yeah. beers. You know what I mean? So that opened up my eyes to, oh, there's, there's more non-alcoholic beer options. And then like Rob drinks all different types of beer. So him, he knows that stuff, but he don't share that with me because I'm not drinking non-alcoholic beer. Like I'm not asking yeah. him for those options, you know? So if you don't, don't know what's out, out there, cause I'm not asking him for, I'm not trying to drink that, but it is still something that podcast listeners and maybe one day I want to try it just to see the, the comparison or, or what have you, but knowing that yeah. there's other options out there is, uh, is good to know. Oh, go ahead. I know I was going to say, it was funny because also at now at, uh, at beer festivals, you also have foods that have yeah. alcoholic uh, options as well. So you're like, oh, it, absolutely. It, it's it's yeah. spreading. I mean, cause I think that's one of the fastest growing um, segments in craft beer. I think I've, I read somewhere. And and it's the same thing. It's just like me being a meat eater, like, like those vegan options back like five, ten years ago. It was just like, come on, come on, man. Anything like a chicken, whatever. But some of the things are really delicious. Some things are really good. That and it's the same thing with. I, I always attribute that to alcoholic and non-alcoholic. Like you just have to be willing to try it, and I think people that drink alcohol, are like ah, ah, whatever. It's like, yo, you drink orange juice. Yeah, that's that's definitely non-alcoholic. You drink that without the vodka in it sometimes. Yeah. So try try this uh, beer or this non-alcoholic vodka or whatever. Like you know, you never know. Yeah, and like it's good to rotate them in. Like if you're doing like mm. some drinking, it's like, hey, like I can still have a beer in my hand, but no, like it's. It's good to kind of have that balance of being able to. Yeah, say, like, I'm, I'm chugging this. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm chugging this with no, with no. Uh, I don't know what the word is. I forget. But we gone. I got this to ten point seven. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing too is like you were mentioning, like at festivals, like there's mm. a full non-alcoholic festival happening in Asheville, North Carolina, this mm. upcoming weekend called Cavern Culture. And like their whole thing is like a festival of NA options. So you can go through and try and mentions like non-alcoholic vodka or whatever. Like they, there's non-alcoholic tequila options. There's non-alcoholic mm-hmm. wine. And like it yeah. doesn't just have to be your traditional options. And so um, I'm actually, I'm I would, actually I would like to go to that. Yeah. I would like to, yeah. go, I would like to do that. You go yeah. party hard and drive home. <laughs> like, yeah. Like everybody can drive home. No Ubers. Uber, Ubers suck that day. They don't make no money that day. Yeah. <laughs> no, no well, and they like they have to taste good. Like you have. To, that's mm-hmm. the first thing. Mm-hmm. Is like, yes. Product has to taste good. Mm-hmm. So you're not because after the third after the third one, I'm not buying another one if it doesn't 
after the second one, I'm not going to buy another one if it doesn't taste good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it has to taste close to what does it taste like a stout? Speaking of, did you? It's you delicious. Yeah, yeah. It's super malty. Um, you saw the head on it; like it looks mm-hmm. exactly like a the yeah. stout, but it is really good. And I'm like. I'm like sipping on it because I only brought one down, but I'm like, I might have another one when I go. Now you said something on um, one of our, our hosts that couldn't be here. Shout out to uh, 302 Yoda. He He's a stout man as well, but he's an all-season stout man. And you said it's stout season. Are you an all-season stout woman or are you just in stout season? So these are the, this is why I'm drinking a stout. I don't generally seek out stouts in the summer, but I love... I love the seasons of beer. Like I love fall. Mm. Fall is my favorite season for beer. A hundred percent. Like I'm a dark lager gal of a really good, like Oktoberfest, um, Dunkle style. Like that's just my, I love it. Um, and I feel like porters in this season are also, you know, weaning you into heavier stout season. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't like really heavy things in the summer. Cause I, I am like, <laughs> a sweaty person by nature. And I feel like <laughs> part of my personal brand that I'm just like a little sweaty all the time. I blame it on working out, but I feel like stouts make me sweat. <laughs> That's so, funny. Usually in the summer I am more, um, I'm like a very strong, like Pilsner lager beer flavored beer kick in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love a good, like cold crushable beer um, in the summer. So I did, I do tend to kind of, steer towards stouts in the the winter or colder seasons but it also is sweltering hot in charlotte in the summer so you know what's a what's a chilly day in in charlotte you said it was chilly this week uh okay it was 29 when i walked my dog the other day that's cold cold yeah that's cold Um, that's that's very that's very cold all across america yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's not You you don't have to preface it with charlotte that's cold I think the coldest it's gotten since I, I moved down to Charlotte in 2013 and the coldest it has gotten here was eight degrees. And I remember that because all of the pipes in my apartment complex burst. I feel like when it's eight degrees in Charlotte, like the kids don't go to school that day. Like, oh, it's nothing. Yeah, like it's... think it's going to snow. They cancel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is yeah, hilarious right. growing up in Pittsburgh. And my right, school was right. always one that was like, you'll be lucky if you get a two hour <laughs> delay, but they never canceled. And so yeah. it's so funny down here. They're like, it might snow tomorrow. All of the schools are closed. And then it for the rest snow. of the week, for the rest of the week, it is, it's Wednesday. We're no school until next Monday. Yeah. Don't well, worry, kids. are probably driving it down here. So to be yeah. fair, it's probably smart to do that because the drive I, I lived in Atlanta for like two years and, and I saw one salt truck. So yes. like to, to not be prepared, like that's why they can't, that's why they close. Like it's, it's too much ice on the road for these non ice drivers. And then we don't have yeah. anything to get the ice off the road. So yeah, y'all stay in the house, please. Don't, don't, yeah. don't get these accidents. <laughs> yeah. As long as you have snacks to keep you company, you'll be in good. You'll be there in good. you go. Non alcoholic <laughs> or alcoholic. It doesn't even matter. Now, now, you oh talk, now you talked about that the um I guess the brand kind of like pivoted to add add travel, workout travel and stuff like that. So so mm-hmm. where exactly is that space taken like in terms of like uh this is a good place to hike at and, and have a beer at this brewery or like how does that work? Yeah. So I that's just how I travel. Like when I travel, I like to go on a hike in the morning and then I'll like come find a local coffee shop and then I'll go find local breweries. And I always like pre-plan my breweries. I am a big advocate of 
finding unique and or diverse breweries in a space. And so usually I try to prioritize finding women-owned, LGBTQ, Black-owned, Latin-owned, like anything that's like Mm -hmm. non-traditional in the beer space. And I always prioritize going to those spots because I like highlighting them and I always continue to like advocate for some of these smaller breweries versus just going to like the main popular ones in the area. Um, but like I'll partner with like cities, like I partnered with Bend, Oregon. I partnered with, um, Portland, Maine. I partnered with visit St. Pete Clearwater. Like I've done, done partnerships with the city where they'll like fly us out and have an itinerary. And then I get to basically be like, these are the breweries I want to go to. And they'll connect in and we have, um, you know, a really great time exploring, and then I'll write kind of a, a blog post that's like, hey, the best things to do um, in, gotcha. in Portland, Maine for someone who's active and also loves craft beer. And so I'll, I'll highlight like the hikes that I, I did um, and my thoughts on those and then the breweries that I visited. And then if there's any other like hotel partners or anything like that, I'll, I'll give them a shout out as well. Um, but it's been really fun because like I get to go out and do travel the way I like doing travel. And then I get to share that with our audience. And so it's very cool to see people be like, Oh man, Hey, I went and tried this hike um, that you mm-hmm. like shared the other day. Um, and I really loved it. And I ended up going to that brewery right after. And it's like, it's really nice to see that people kind of yeah. connect to that. Um, so and take, a, take us through, take us through like a, a day, uh, like how that goes from the whole fruition of, I want to, do you look, reach out to their travel department and then you go there and then you travel where, how you want in that city? Like take us through from the start all the way to you finishing the blog. It totally depends. So sometimes like I did a partnership with, um, Hardee's in Southern Grist out of Nashville mm-hmm. because like the they, restaurant? They the restaurant? Yes. Okay. So okay. this is actually a really fun one because they did a strawberry biscuit ale and oh, they like I love that strawberry biscuit. That's the only reason you go to Hardy's. I know it was oh, sorry, okay, Hardy's. Sorry, sorry, really Hardy's. good. Um, yes. They did a really good job with it, but they did. They reached out to me and they were like, "Hey, we're having a media event in Nashville." They, they invited, I think there were uh, four influencers that they invited out there, um, and Hardy's. They had a beer festival that we went to that was like on the itinerary, and then they did. Uh, they actually had a like a biscuit themed brunch that you probably would have loved oh. <laughs> at Southern Grist. Man, and so they don't... had like uh, it was so good. They did a brunch and we had all the beers there. Um, also, Southern Grist makes their own in-house non-alcoholic beer as well, which I think was uh, nice to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like that was a nice itinerary because they kind of planned it out, but they gave us space in between to kind of do what we wanted. Some of the itineraries are like pretty intense depending on who you're working with. And some are so like, they give, they give you most of the time. So Mel, most of the time they give you what they, um, what you, what they want you to do, or you don't, you don't make it up yourself. You, as you go along. Yeah, it totally depends. It can be one okay. end of the spectrum where it's like, Hey, yeah, come in. We'll like, we'll get your hotel set up. Mm-hmm. And if you have like people we want to reach out to, we can. Um, otherwise like it's you do you. And then there's the other side of the spectrum where I get a 10 page PDF of an itinerary and it wow. just totally depends who you're working with. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And in this case, Hardy's was like, here's the itinerary, do this. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And they had mm-hmm. us, they, um, 
they put us in a hotel, uh, a 21C hotel, which also has like an in-house like art gallery. So they're like, hey, take some time to explore the gallery if you want to. And then you can go spend time on Broadway or not, like whatever you guys want. So they did build in like some cushions for us, which was nice. But yeah, like they were like, hey, we're coming. We're having you come in on a beer fest weekend. So we'll have you like we'll get everyone will go to the beer fest together. Um, and then we'll do this brunch and then we'll do a dinner. But it's like it totally depends. Uh, but they're always really fun. Like that's the best thing is like they're all the experiences are so different and it makes them really fun. Cause it just, it, it allows you to kind of, you know, go around, meet new people, try a lot of really good beer um, in most instances. And then yeah, check out the town and, and meet some locals. Which is cool. Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't know that I'd ever be like a beer travel person. Right. Right. It sounds nice wonderful. It yeah. sounds wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, now you said, go ahead, go ahead, right? Uh, you, you got, got it. it. You got it. Well, I was going to say you talked about Hardee's and how they reach out to you. Can you explain how you reach out to them? Like, did you reach out to Maine or anyone? So, anyone? Let's talk about a different one. Yeah. So um, I think a good example uh, was at Bend, Oregon. Um, they okay. They had done a lot of. Um, uh, other beer influencer type of like sponsors before. And I was like, Oh cool. Like other people, other beer people are going out there. This seems like a really cool beer city. Uh, and so I reached out to basically through, through their, you know, visit Ben.com or right. .org, whatever it is type of website. I was like, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm looking to do. Here's an example of other like travel content I've done. If you have an opportunity in the future, would love to partner with y'all and they ended up reaching back out and they were like, yes, absolutely. Like this is like the type of campaign we're looking at. Um, let us know if this works for you. And, um, I don't know if you know, uh, Melissa, who's, she's the girl with beer on Instagram. Her and I ended up doing a lot of travel together last year and it was, I was doing kind of outreach and I was like, Hey, do you mind if I have a plus one? And so bringing another beer influencer out with me was really nice. fun. Cause like, it, yeah. creating content by yourself can be really lonely <laughs> and so it's nice to be able to have a buddy and i of course like having a buddy who also like gets like beer and, and, right. content. and, and making content right yeah because i'm sure i'm yeah. sure you have enough i'm sure you have enough friends but none in that paradigm what's it Par it's, like, it's not paradigm paradigm Paradigm. Yeah, I like right. paradigm. That's how it yeah. sounds phonetically, paradigm. <laughs> but uh, the paradigm, <laughs> it should be D-I-M-E, right? No, At the no, end of that. Not, G should never be in there. Oh, we're, man. I got a whole I got a whole highlight section on how English is trash. English is it so... It is not good. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. But we're going to stick with the paradigm. But yeah, like, all, all of us have friends and you're like, yo, I'm about to do this beer thing. Y'all, You want to come? And they're like, ah, it's all about beer? And you're like, well... Yeah, like 90% of it's beer. Yeah, but you know, we could do something that you want to do. And they're like, nah, I'd rather not. So th that that is good that you could find somebody right yeah. in your wheelhouse that's really cool and uh enjoys all the things that you enjoy about that uh that yeah. trip. And being mm -hmm. able to travel well together. So it was like kind of that's important the first too. time her yeah. and I did a, a travel thing together because we were like staying in the same hotel room and like it was just one of those things that I asked. It was our, our first trip to St. Pete. And I was like, hey, do you mind if I have a plus one? And generally, I would travel with Alicia. But Alicia... That's what I was going to ask you, yeah. Um, so Alicia, uh, Alicia parted work for your beer uh, 
a little over a year ago, she moved to okay. Amsterdam, which is like uh, amazing for her. She's having the best yeah. time over there. Cheers, Alicia. Uh, have fun. Enjoy I yourself. Uh, yeah. But she's, she was like, we're not going to be able to, I was like, I totally get that. And I was like, but like this brand has been my baby for so long. I would like to continue running it. And so that was my first trip where I was like, I don't have Alicia. Who else can like create content with me? And so um, I asked Willis to come and she was immediately yes. And I was like, all right, well, we'll learn if we travel well together. And then I was like, great, we travel well together. So now we can do this more together in the future. And so we've done probably five or six at least trips together now um, which has been really fun so nice trying to keep that up but uh i also have a full-time job so sometimes it gets tricky (laughs) i feel like you're you're a part-time work for your beer you're a part-time photographer too that's your photographer is not the full-time job you don't have to talk about the full-time job because you mentioned photographer but that's not the full-time job no. So photography has always been something that I've been into. It mm. it came in handy with work for your beer. Absolutely. I believe that. Like we were doing all of our own marketing and branding and all of that stuff. So it was really nice to be like, cool, we have high quality imagery and like everything is standardized. I shoot in a very specific way. Like I really love natural light. And so everything kind of fell in with that, with like being able to have that type of skill set um, with, you know, creating your own business like this. Um, but that's not even the second job. I don't really, well, I guess technically if you count content partnerships, like photography is a part of that. <laughs> yeah, um, true. But the other, the other job is the aerial stuff, which we haven't talked about yet, but I do perform as an aerialist and I did start Cirque de Beer, which is, um, I put this underwork for your beer only because I really didn't want to have to start another LLC. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Ariel is the work. And yes, there you go. <laughs> That's so the work. Slide this right under it, but it's a full. So like in the umbrella. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so this is, is this is this is a, another part-time job. So this is the third part-time job. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I see that. Um, go ahead. Talk up. Talk about it. Talk about. Yeah. It. So the Ariel stuff is fun. I actually stumbled upon Ariel. Um, in watching 2018. Pink. Watching a pink concert? No. <laughs> no. Uh, work for your beer. I was doing like a, a series of like weird workouts around Charlotte. Like what unique workouts can uh, you do? And so we did like some gotcha. interesting, like, you know, like the Ninja Warrior stuff and the trampoline classes. And the one that I went to was an aerial class. And there's a lot of different aerial apparatuses out there. And I was like, let's do the the hoop, which is called a lira. I was like, that one looks the weirdest. <laughs> so we stop went right and there. Did, stop right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. You, you keep saying Ariel, and I don't want anyone to be confused with Little Mermaid or oh, flying or anything like that. Could you explain yeah. what Ariel is? Yes. So Ariel arts uh, stem from like circus arts. And so a lot of folks, when you think of Ariel, you think of like the big silks that come down from the ceiling that you see at Cirque du Soleil. So Mm -hmm. like Cirque du Beer is pretty much my, I was like Cirque du Soleil, Cirque du Beer. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But there are a lot of different, like trapeze is a part of aerial arts, whether it's flying trapeze or a static trapeze. Um, You have Lyra, which is the hoop that hangs from the air. You have Sling, which is a silk, but it's basically like, tied at the bottom so it's like a a shorter silk essentially and then all these other things that come in between and so um 
I have no background in like gymnastics or dance or anything that would be helpful to Ariel. <laughs> um, well, you and so I went to a class. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, this was a really fun workout. And at the time I was going to brewery fitness classes at night, but my like morning workout routine was going to orange theory, which if you don't know what that is, it's literally running on a treadmill, rowing on an erg machine and then lifting weights, which like is a really good workout but it was so boring to me. I was about to say, yeah, that can get old really fast. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I went from one three months to a year from that. You're like, ah, they just find something new. Yeah. And I was doing mm-hmm. it. I was doing it at like 5 a.m. five days a week for six months. And then I started, I did one aerial class and I was like, I'm going to quit Orange Theory. <laughs> like, I literally <laughs> wow. was like, wow. I'm going to start doing this instead because it's a really good workout and it's fun. And the thing that I learned about Ariel was like, it's very physically demanding. Like right. it's a lot of upper body strength, a lot of core strength, um, and a lot of flexibility, but also it's really creatively stimulating because you're like, going in and trying to find pathways and trying to stitch things together. And so Mm. it was like a really fun balance for my brain versus just like, Oh, do 20 reps, you know? And like, there's a time and a place for those types of workouts, but I learned you make make reps, you make reps sound terrible (laughs) compared to what what you're doing now. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, that's how I got into Ariel. And um, again, I wrote a blog post on it. It's on Work For Your Beer. It's a pretty, it's so funny because I look back at it on like how like, like look how cool I am doing this one like really basic move. And you can see me like shaking like, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, it's fun to look back on that because I've grown a lot since then. Um, And how long uh, ago was that? That was in 2018. Um, wow. okay. and I did my first performance in 2019, just as like a student showcase type of thing at the studio I was at. Um, and then I have never felt more supported in my entire life than like, like after that first performance, like I grew up playing soccer. Like I was like a team sport girly, right. you know, uh, but like, even though as a team sport, like you still had like people like gunning for your position, you know, like, Oh, well, if Mel fucks up, I can go in and I can like have her. Like it still was like competitive, like right. internally competitive. Yes. And yes. it wasn't like that. I was like, every single person in this room was like genuinely rooting for me, like out of like the goodness of their hearts. And I was like, I haven't mm-hmm. felt that before. And I was like, I like this, like, I like this community and this culture and like, I'm going to keep doing it. And so Um, That brings us to the beginning of this year. Highwire Brewing had moved into Charlotte last summer. uh, And I was like, listen, y'all, hear me out. You're a circus-themed brewery. I am a circus beer It's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. You got to let me do this. Yeah. But that that was the first time that you thought about it? That's the first time that you thought about collabing with a brewery? So I had done like little, like I would bring my, I have a portable rig that you can put up and I did like a pop-up at Divine Barrel because they did like a circus themed event. And Mm. I had done one or two of those. I did it at Devil's Logic Brewing in Charlotte as well because they had a grand opening and, or it wasn't even a grand opening. Actually it was because it was like, they didn't do a grand opening during COVID. So they're like, we're just going to do it a year later. Um, And popped up my rig and performed there too. But it was kind of just like, It was just me. (laughs) 
Um, And so when I talked to Highwire, I was like, we can put on shows and they can be really good. And so we've sold out almost every single one of our shows. Our last show was Friday the 13th. It was a spooky themed show. We had 350 people come out. It's a ticketed event. And uh, I have, I think, 18 aerialists that are in my troupe. So we'll usually have like 12 perform and then like four we'll play like stage and check in and all that jazz um, depending on like the event itself. Mm -hmm. But it's been so fun and it's been something that Charlotte hasn't really had, which is like accessible (laughs) access to like this type of art. And it's like in a brewery, it's approachable. Like it costs 20 bucks. One of my friends, uh, she, I want to like quote this on our website somewhere. She was like, this like is the most entertainment I can get for $20. Like, anywhere in this city <laughs> yeah yeah and so it's it, it's like Charlotte's so like a like a thumbnail for North Carolina though isn't it like it's like a conservative state and then you're in Charlotte yeah Charlotte so, is, you know what I mean so yeah. it, so to bring it so when you said it's kind of like it was something new it's kind of funny like yeah it was new like everything in Charlotte is brand brand new yeah you're but, not uh, wrong but, yeah. aerial stuff that happens in this like in the city is very confined to like it's other aerialists watching other aerialists like it's uh, like uh, everyone's little pocket nobody's branching out like, great nobody's... everyone supports each other but also mm-hmm. like more intimidating because like when you're watching other aerialists like as an aerialist performing i'm like they're gonna know if i don't like point my toe a certain way <laughs> mm. but when we for audiences who have never seen an aerial show before Everyone is so excited. Like literally yeah, yeah. everything, everyone's like, oh my God. <laughs> and it's That's like true. so cool because like they don't and really you expand, know. Like, and you expand the genre, you expand the genre too. Like like you said, you're yeah. performing for other aerialists. They're not gonna tell other aer they're gonna just tell other aerialists how good or yeah. bad you were. But yeah. another person is like, I never tried that before. I'm gonna talk to her and find out where her classes are, or yeah. you know what I mean? Like I'm sure you get that more times than you would at the ones where you perform at the actual aerialist shows. Well, and hey, that's why they sell out because it's just like, yo, sometimes it's like, especially. Right. This is come. This is coming to Charlotte. It's something I've never seen before. Like this is um, uh, some amazing stuff. Yeah. I can't yeah. do it. And, and I can't do it. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And so the other thing too, is like, I try to make the shows like, first of all, every show has a nonprofit partner. So, Highwire will donate a portion of their beer proceeds and I donate a portion of our ticket proceeds. So like, nice. love it. Like let's help the community in more way than just providing art. Like let's yeah. get back Cheers to the that. we care about. Is it, always some, is it always a different nonprofit or is it the same one? Yep. It's, uh, we rotate based on kind of like awesome. the theme of the show. So like okay. our last one was on Friday the 13th. So that one we partnered with um, Mac Tabby Cat Cafe has a, it's a cat cafe in Charlotte and they have um, a rescue partner and it was like, okay, like black cats because of Friday the 13th. Oh, it's some marketing that goes into even who you pick to actually yeah. uh, be your yeah. nonprofit for that, we did, that um, performance. Um, we did like a geeks and gamers show, which was in partnership with the Charlotte gamer network, which is an LGBTQ. Like, I think it's the largest LGBTQ gaming nonprofit in the country. Um, they're fantastic. We love partnering with mm-hmm. them. So it's like a geek mm-hmm. show, with them, which is really fun. <laughs> and yeah, we uh, rotate based on the show. I don't That's know cool. who our partner is going to be for February yet, 
but we're doing our next show isn't until February. We're doing like a burlesque themed show. Mm-hmm. For, thank, so, for, for Valentine's, that's at Thanksgiving for Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Rob, um, Rob, can we go to Charlotte for Valentine's Day? Uh, Come on down for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Good luck. Look, I don't have nothing to do. That shit to do. <laughs> maybe you do. I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe you and Yoda got something to do on Valentine's Day. I don't. And a burlesque. You have to bring it up. At that. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Yes, it could be a whole. All five of us, all five yeah. of us can go. Okay, let's go. If you do it, yeah, if you do it that way, yes, we bring. Everybody. I'm sure. The, I'm sure the. I'm sure the late. I'm sure the ladies of our podcast would love a burlesque show. Okay. They're really, really yeah. open minded. I know both of them. They're the very open minded women. That show up to these shows are incredible. Like yeah. we have really good supporters, and I most ladies go for the art. Most most yeah. ladies are there for the art. Most men are there not for the art, and then they <laughs> appreciate the art. Afterwards, I, you know I what I mean? I think they appreciate the athleticism. Uh, like, mm, a lot of people yeah, are like, yeah, yeah, it definitely yeah. is. <laughs> How True. do you do that? True. Uh, speaking, yeah. speaking of that, I don't know if this is personal or not, but you are you're a soccer player and then you work for your beer, so you're doing orange theory, but then you get into you get into aerial and you said how much flexibility you had. Were you flexible at the time? Did you have to do your stretches? Did you did you get much was the improvement drastic? Did you notice? I think like as a kid, I was always kind of flexible, um, but I learned how to do it the right way as a 33 year old human, because you mm. can't just like throw yourself into stuff. Anymore. Oh, you would break it. Um, You'll break it all. Yeah. So <laughs> it was funny because like during COVID, uh, one of my other, uh, she actually does pole, one of my pole dancing friends uh, would come over uh, a couple times a week and we would just do flexibility training. Because, like, what else were you doing during COVID? Right. Um, and so that's where I learned how to, like, properly, like, stretch and train for it, which was kind of fun. Um, but, yeah, I've always had, like, a little bit of flexibility, which does come in handy because there's a lot of, like, splits and stuff. And back, back flexibility is really big in uh, aerial as well. Yeah. And you're so. always in the air. You're always in the air. Yeah, there's a lot of... So, uh, so is injuries is prevalent? like falling and shit um i've only actually like fallen out of something twice and it was like very early and one of them i was like below the hoop i was just like warming up and i like had a spasm in my leg and it just, oh like, no did me off the hoop and i landed and i was like did anyone see that like that's embarrassing <laughs> the other one was on silks and this one was like at the very end of a class i was probably at least 12 feet up in the air on like a 16 foot silk. Mm. And I couldn't get like the silk under me in the part that that, like was going to support where I was. And I wasn't trained properly enough to know like what to do in that scenario. And I was like dead hanging with one arm. And so I just let go. Uh, And I dropped, we have crash mats under us. Like it's, safe okay. from a training perspective and i landed like a cat but everyone in my class was like <laughs> and i was like i'm fine i'm fine i just missed the thing it's good and i was like oh my god this is such an ego hit more than anything but yeah. uh, then i was like i don't like soap so much <laughs> <laughs> for for like a day for like a day <laughs> yeah i do uh, i do more of fabric stuff now but I, for a while i was like i'm gonna finish out this like unit that we were in but i was like i'm gonna take a break from that yeah, more cool. of a when I, the, when, I go, when I go to the circus and I see the uh, the silks, the 
ladies roll, roll up themselves in the silks and then they let it spin. I was like, yo, that is yeah, bananas. That's nuts. That is <laughs> yeah. crazy. That's what you're doing. You're doing that. People, oh, I'm not doing. I'm I I do like more of the drops on fabric. The roll up and roll down stuff. That stuff is very difficult. And there's a lot of people in my gym that do do that, but it's more of like full silks. And I'm more of a sling gal these days. So uh, I do a lot of the crazy drops, which are really fun and also mm-hmm. like very intimidating like i'll literally sit up in the air and i know i'm like fit 15 or 16 feet in the air and i'm like all right i have to bring all of my body weight backwards mm. and hope that i land the right way and i'll literally just sit up there and you can see me the first time i ever throw a drop i'm like visibly shaking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then i'll throw it and i'll be like oh that was fine and then i'll go up and i'll do it again and it takes like a little bit of rep for it but like there are some aerialists who don't have fear like there's not that part of their That's brain. That's crazy. I have a lot of fear. <laughs> yeah. So like I have anxiety when I step the first time, but after I understand like what happens, like oh when I land or this is where I go, like once I process it, I'm like I'm good. But it does take my brain. Like, I'm not one of those people that's like, I'm just going to eat and see what happens. I'm like, speaking as a man, I'm very impressed by being 16 feet in the air and figuring out how to get your body weight. You're right. The athleticism of it all is, is absolutely impressive. It, it really is. It, it really is. But it's fun. I, and I then you agree. can perform at breweries when you get really good. And that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, look, look, you got a standing show. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. really so good. We do, we do productions every other month there. And then I also partner with Monday Night Brewing, who also just moved into Charlotte. Right. And here's the mm-hmm. thing if there is a brewery that moves into town, I'm like, cool, I'm going to go try their beer. <laughs> I'm also looking at their ceilings because right. I right. want to know if they have high ceilings and if right. I can bring them to it. And Monday nights, space in charlotte is so beautiful um they've got like tons of chandeliers up there but more than anything they have like four foot thick beams and i was like it's it's perfect Mm -hmm. um and so they had us out for their grand opening um and now we perform there every other month but it's not like a production like i'm not picking a theme and doing all the ticketed stuff it's just like they'll have a dj or they'll have a band and then we perform next to them Mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. really nice um that's just, so it's more free that's more of a freestyle type of day yeah well and my so, my like production itself is like the first act is choreographed so everyone every aerialist picks a song and does full choreograph to it and then over intermission everyone gets to like request songs and then we go into the back and we pick the songs based on the requests and then we improv the second half of the show so, so like the crowd, the crowd gets to request the song. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So I really yeah. like that. So it's a whole night. It's a whole yeah. night. Yeah. And it challenges us as like aerialists, but also there's like crowd participation and people can like get excited when mm-hmm. their song starts to play. And so it's like. Right. Right. A, oh, I'm coming. I'm, I'm coming know, down so there. Fun. I'm coming down there. Yeah. <laughs> I know some Charlotte people. I'm And I'm, I want to come down there. Yeah. I want to come down there. Come visit. I don't need you. I don't need you, Rob. I don't need that. I don't need Valentine's <laughs> Day. I, I'm coming. Charlotte has a great beer scene. We haven't really talked about that at all outside of like their beer fitness stuff, but we've got like 85 breweries in the like Charlotte, greater Charlotte area. If you're counting like the lake and then like a little bit into the Northern part of South Carolina, we have a ton of breweries. I I live in Noda, which is like kind of an arts and design district here. And I can walk to seven breweries just from here. What does (laughs) Noda stand for? I wanted to ask uh, you Noda that. is North Davidson, and they just mm. 
have drilled it down okay. for the neighborhood itself. But there's uh, but there's seven breweries in walking distance. Yes. Yeah. Shit. Which is great. And then that's that not even awesome. like South that's End. Really South End is like a very like younger part of Charlotte, but they they have the number of breweries in there too. You can walk to a ton in that space as well. Um, there's really good like neighborhood pockets. And we are just a big brewery city. Like there's honestly tons, tons and tons and tons. And I can give you guys recommendations later. Um, if you and, how, and how far are you from Asheville and Raleigh? Uh, is, Raleigh is, is Raleigh a big spot for breweries? It's not as big as Charlotte, but they do have some. No, but, so scratch there. that. Ash, I know Asheville is though. Yes. So it's Asheville. So right now, right now in North Carolina, it's Asheville and Charlotte. Yeah. Are the two, are the two biggest cities for, for breweries. Okay. Yep. And okay. Asheville, I mean, two hours from Charlotte. Uh, so you could fly into Charlotte, do a couple of days there, drive up to mm-hmm. the mountains, do some time there. Um, and I, I mean, I can talk about the amazingness of Asheville breweries, but I'm sure, you know, on your end. Um, it's funny because a lot of the Asheville breweries have started coming right. to Charlotte. I say, uh, now so, like burial. Like opening, opening up, opening up in Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. So, like second okay. Okay. so like burial has a second location in Charlotte. Um, Highwire obviously has a second location in Charlotte. Like all of these breweries are starting to be like, well, what if we put a tap room here too? Yeah, <laughs> it's only and it looks only a two-hour ride. They don't even they could pr- transport the beer. They don't have to have two breweries. They actually can transport the beer to the out the space. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's great. That's dope, man. I got we got to go to North Carolina. Why haven't we been to North Carolina in five years, Rob? I mean, we. I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I, we have, but not. Personally, I guess I mean I've been to North Carolina, but not I guess as a podcast. I guess. Yeah, I've been to North Carolina in the last five years, but not as a as a member of the Bruising Banner podcast. And I think that that's a almost a violation. And I, and I also think I'm going to be in your part of town. I've been talking to visit Wilmington, Delaware, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. That's where so we're I've from. I've been talking to them and trying to coordinate dates that work for something for so uh, I might actually be coming up to please you. please yeah. invite us when you come to the breweries yes. here Absolutely. so we can help you blog that would be awesome that would yes. be nice so you also gotta yeah, go on yeah, that yeah, you also gotta go on that hike that she doing <laughs> yes I'll do the hike I'll do the hike you know I like to walk brother I'll, I'll walk man I'll be taking pictures out here I'll, I'll do a walk with you yeah. for real Mel are you planning on a walk when you come oh, yeah, a hike gonna, yeah Oh, I'm, I'm, the, I'm, 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 I may have to take a, a day or two off of work. I'm, I'm, I'm with you the whole time for sure. I'll be your, I'll be your guide. I, I'll, I'll show you where the food is. I'll show you where the food that they yeah. don't tell you. I'll show you the food that they're not going to tell you about. That's because it's some food that's not going to be on that itinerary that I know yeah. about. Rob, you know about that they're not going to put on that itinerary. So we'll do that part. That's, that's my contribution to your blog. Perfect. Love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I can't wait for you to come up and I'm coming down. Oh, you come up, I come down. Yeah, yeah you let sure. me know. Well, I'll be here. Uh, now I will. I will. I will. I Charlotte too, so you can go there for like twenty dollars, bro. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's at least thirty nine dollars. Yeah. I think it's thirty at the most. It's thirty nine. It may be yeah. on a good day twenty. So that's what they were talking to me about. They were like, "We've got these like create like this airline partner," and yeah. I literally looked at. Well, I was like, "I don't know how it's possible for a flight to be twenty nine dollars." Yeah, like, if flight is. The, it's the secondary, Avello does these secondary airports. They don't do the major yeah. airports. So you can forever, pretty much you want. It's just yeah. an hour away from the major city. Yeah. So I yeah, the, New, the Newcastle Airport is an hour away yeah, from Philly. So I it's think not they do bad. have one in Raleigh. Yeah. In Raleigh. Yep. Yeah, they, they do. They don't have one they in do. Charlotte, but they've got 
got one no, in Raleigh. Because Charlotte's the major airport. Uh, they going to go. They going. They got one in South and Greenville. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even. I never knew that Greenville had an airport. Greenville, South Carolina, or North Carolina. Greenville, South Carolina. Okay, but that's also no, an amazing. That's like an hour, thing. and that's like an hour away from y'all, isn't it? It's like yeah, an hour away from. It's an hour away from. It's like two hours. I think it's two hours from Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, I love that city. It's so cute. It's very active. They've got good uh, little brewery options too. Okay. So yeah. Greenville, South Carolina, and and Asheville and Charlotte, North Carolina, Rob. That's 2024 for us. All right. Well, we're gonna do the Car- we're gonna do the Carolinas. It's funny because a lot of our listeners are in North Carolina. <laughs> that's why. That's what I'm saying. We we actually should. We got this one show going on November 11th, Mel, next week. Yeah. And I I actually think Rob, if we're gonna do a second show, let's just do it in North Carolina. Why not? Yeah, we can just out. take this take this show on the road. We'll take this show on the road. We'll sell just as many start. we'll sell just as many tickets in Charlotte than we do in Wilmington. I promise you. Yeah. Let's right. do it. I, I know that. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about the the logo. Like, who designed the, the logo for? Yep, I was waiting yeah. on that. Yep, I was going to ask that too, so, Rob. Uh, this was designed by someone that I found on Reddit in 2016 that oh. I sent beer to for making it for me oh Oh, you paid him beer how many beers did you give him how many beers did you give the person it was not that many (laughs) it it was probably like two four packs of local charlotte stuff but he was so cool and i just posted in like a random reddit yeah whatever reddit thread like a designer thread and i was like hey small business i don't have like much money to throw at this is anyone open to creating this? And the dude was like, I just like this concept. I'll make it for you. If you just send me some local Charlotte beer. And I was like, done. Um, I don't even remember his name, but <laughs> bless him because I've used this. It's trademarked. I've used this logo for the last seven years. Yes. Uh, and it Congratulations on your seventh year. That's Thank awesome. Thank you. Too. Yeah. Seven December 1st is our seven year. Right. Oh, that's coming up. Yep. That's next month. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are doing um, great work. My, I have a question. Like the re- the way I found you guys is somebody had uh, reposted in their stories. I'm not. Sh- I can't remember who it was. It was years ago at this point uh, about your the black breweries. You had a mm-hmm. list of black breweries in every region in the United States, and I thought that was yep. so great. And then you had the LGBTQ communities and yep. all their black breweries and all their breweries on that page. I thought that was so great. What gave you the inspiration to do that? And you actually mentioned in, in this show that uh, you're doing Latino breweries as well. Uh, what, yeah. what gave you the inspo to, to, to actually go about that? Well, I think Alicia and I have always been really passionate about like highlighting diverse and lesser known breweries. And like beer can be a little bit of a daunting space for some folks because traditionally it is like white men with beards, you know, like just... And I think as we started learning more about the space and where there was opportunity to like really highlight what's different about the spaces, it was around diversity. And so we posted the black owned breweries post um, to help drive folks who are looking for, you know, better places to go to than their traditional spots and the LGBTQ one. I've been working on the women owned one. It's been in my drafts for, all of this year 
but there's so many like woman owned slash co-owned breweries. I need to get it out, uh, but it's been sitting in my drafts. And then, yeah, the Latin owned, same thing. It's like, I just want to keep highlighting these and it's great because I have to update them regularly. Like there are more and more that are popping yes, up. Yes. And it's really cool to see that and continue to highlight that. Um, but it is really just trying to make beer a more diverse space um, and more like approachable. And that's kind of what we try to do with work for your beer is like, Hey, like this makes fitness more approachable. Like how do we make beer more approachable as well? And part of that is like, Hey, like it shouldn't just be every single like white bearded dude enjoying craft beer, like beer is for everyone, like truly. And so how do we make sure we're highlighting that? Okay. I'd like to say that I've really, I really appreciate that post because it brought us together. And also yeah. like, I I had been thinking about that for some time, and when I saw the post, it was like, oh, I don't have to do this yeah. because you've already you've already done it. And it was it was I'm a little lazy, so it was a little I was a little grateful, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like thanks, thank you for doing that already. But then the fact that a white lady is is highlighting black beers it was just yeah. it was really refreshing. So like I, I appreciate you for doing that and saving me some time and work. And that's when I reached <laughs> out to you because I was like, hey, dude, when did you? Are you going to update this? Is there anything that I can do to help with the update? And you're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And we started our conversation on how you became, got on the show. So I, yeah. I just want to, I thank you for that. For, uh, yeah. Cause I, I don't, I don't so know like, if I would have, I would have found work for your beer, but I'm not yeah. sure if we would have actually had a conversation without you showing how diverse you're trying to be. So I yeah. appreciate that. Well, and it's important to practice what we preach too. Like mm-hmm. I remember I went to GABF last year and I went with a um like a large group of female influencers and uh I was like hey I have a list of breweries that I want to hit at GABF and it is the first of all I don't think there was one LGBTQ owned brewery at that event um Mm. Lady Justice who is out of Denver wasn't participating so I made a personal I was like I'm going to physically go to their tap room (laughs) Even mm-hmm, though they're not mm-hmm. at JBF, and yeah, they're, they're part of my GABF. They'll yeah. be part of mine for sure. Yeah, that's, that's and then um, I think there were only two black-owned breweries there, and I hit both of their stands and like talked to folks, put them on our story. I was like, listen, like I want to make sure that people know, like it's not just like, hey, here's a post, and I'm never going to talk about this again. It's like every location that I visit, I do research. I'm like, are they on this list? Like, first of all, like who should I be visiting from this list when I'm in a new location? Um, and then second is just showing up, right, and showing support. And um, it's interesting because there's there's just so many breweries out there, and everyone has a different story. But it's like, please support the right ones because there are some there are some crappy brewery owners out there that you really don't want to be supporting. And then there are some really really amazing ones. And it's like finding those and telling their story is really exciting for me too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always curious Appreciate to know. That. I'm yeah, always curious sure. to know, like I, I know you talked about the the content creation and stuff like that, but does like work for your beer? Do they like throw, like you know you you went to yoga events and stuff like that, but do you throw like events for um work for your beer like marathons mm. or, or run clubs and stuff like that? Yeah, so Cirque de Beer is like one of those events now. Um, my goal with Work Career Beer is always to any type of event that we throw, have it be associated to a nonprofit. So we'll throw like brewery boot camps or we'll collaborate with someone to do a beer yoga event or a run club. Um, and it's all about collaboration. I have honestly, 
I've been going through to try and get my yoga certification so I can just do like pop-up, like nonprofit yoga events at breweries when I'm traveling, because I think that's a really good way to like, Hey, like I'm going to offer this event that's going to give back to your community and also like allows me to like meet new people in this city. Um, and Mm -hmm. so going through that, to just see if I can, you know, start some more of those types of events. But, um, I partner with Merrill, the like trail slash shoe company, um, and we'll host nonprofit events together. So I have one coming up in Asheville on December 9th at Highwire Brewing. Um, and it's just a brewery boot camp. And these ones are really kitschy. We like use like the kegs as uh, weights. So like all the content for it is also really fun. And everyone like has a really good time like doing it. Cause it's not your traditional, like, Oh, we're just going to do body weight type of stuff. Like they aren't leveraging right. kegs and growlers and crawlers and whatever we have on hand. Um, but yeah, we, we do try and host those. Um, and it's just me right now. So it's like, right. okay, I'm kind of trying to figure out like when I have time, what weekend works, who I can collaborate with and, mm-hmm. um, continue to, to, to work on that, but we're getting there. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, any, yeah. more, any more questions for, uh, Mel Lou? No, all my questions are off air. Oh, okay. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to thank uh, Mel Fox for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much, Mel. It's been great, man. This is this is wonderful. Thank you thank for you coming. Thank you for having me. This is Appreciate you. <laughs> Before we go, we always like to know how people can. I know you already alluded to some of it, like, but how people can find all about work for your bill. Uh, circuit, circuit, I mess it up. Circuit, circuit beer. Cirque de beer, man. Cirque de beer. Cirque de beer. Cirque de beer. The Italian and French say Cirque de beer. Yeah. It's Cirque de Soleil, Cirque de beer. Cirque de beer. There you go. You got it. You got it. You got it. How can we find about more information about that? How do you find more about what you're doing and all that good stuff? Yeah, you can it. follow us sure. on all of the social platforms at Work For Your Beer, or you can just go to workforyourbeer.com. Everything that we're under is Work For Your Beer, not Work For Beer. Some people will be like, oh, the Work For Beer girls. And I'm like, so close, but so far. Work For Your Beer. <laughs> um, for and yeah, give us a follow. Um, always love meeting new people. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate y'all having me. All right. Uh, I do have one more one more question. I do have one more question. Is the is the work and work for your beer only aerial now? Is it is it no more orange theory? No more running? Is it just for you for you personally? Is it just aerial? I I do a little bit of everything. Consistently, it's aerial. Um, mm-hmm. But like I go to brewery fitness events. I'll go do a brewery boot camp okay. or beer yoga. Um, I, the only thing I really don't like doing is biking because I don't feel safe doing it, but I do have an adult tricycle that I put my Corgi in and will like tricycle around Noda, which is like a very safe place to do that. Uh, that's probably the only one that I'm not like actively pursuing, um, but everything else is fair game. And it's honestly, it's just like, what's going to be like a, a fun event. And if it's active, great hiking, obviously. Right. Do a Absolutely. Lot of that Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Cool. And, and my name is uh, Lou Belgium. I'm on the Instagrams. Uh, go on Event Noir, uh, 11-11. Show starts at 7. Doors open at 6. All Peace. Right. Uh, shout out to 302 Yoda. And you can follow him at IM302 Yoda. Uh, you can listen to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can even say Alexa Play, Bruising Banter Podcast. You can uh, follow the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Bruising Banter Podcast. You can uh, follow me, Rob State Bruising. There it is. Bing, bing, bing. At Rob State Bruising. 
Uh, and uh, you can also check us out at www.bruisingbanter.com. Remember to go to, like Lou said, Event Noir. Go to for the Bruising Bash happening on November 11th from 6 to 10 p.m. Having four black-owned breweries uh, that you won't get around here any, anytime soon. Uh, or maybe you will. Who knows? Uh, but you definitely will have it there. If y'all uh, look, I'll tell you what. If y'all come out, if y'all come out and make this an, a beautiful event, I'll make sure that y'all get two of them breweries on a regular basis in your local neighborhoods. But you if go. you don't, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> I tell Said you. it. Once again, we want to thank Mel Fox for coming on. This has been episode two twenty-five of Bruising. A deuce in the corner. There's a deuce in the corner. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> Have a good week, everyone. 10.7, baby. That's what that is. That's what it is. 10.7. Mm. Come on. That's my ABV.